0: Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, expert speaker. And this podcast is for you if you want to be a better speaker, facilitator, presenter or trainer. It's full of practical tools, tips and techniques to help you be better. This podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk. In this episode, I'm going to look at how do you find the, the overall theme for your conference. Now, if you are just one speaker, uh, if, you've, if you've just got one slot, that's fine. This will still work for this particular episode. Uh, equally, if you're responsible for putting the whole event together, this will also definitely work. Now, one of the things I've noticed that many, many people do when they speak is they overpack their slot with information. Now, this would feel like the right thing to do. You've got people in the right place. It feels convenient. while we're all here, let's just tick off these various boxes. You will even hear people use the phrase, I'm going to cover off, um, referring to endless tedious slides. I'm going to cover off this, I'm going to cover off that. But one of the things I've noticed over and over again, when I've looked at um, conference running orders or content that individual speakers are doing in their conference, is they tend to fall into one of two sides. The one side is what we're going to be talking about, which is how do you pick that priority that your conference or your your speech is about. Far more common, people overpack. Now, the reason that you will do this, of course, is you'll think, well, all of the cost of getting all of these people in one place, the venue, the travel, the the accommodation, perhaps, the catering, the fact you've got a room full of 10, 50, 100, 1,000 people, I don't know, it's a massive expense. Plus, you've often got senior people there, Frankly, managing to get them in the same room at the same time is, is a miracle, it seems. So there's an absolute drive, a very understandable drive, to, to give as much value as possible. But here's the thing you have to understand. Most of us, right, and I, I say us very specifically, I absolutely include myself in, in that definition, that most of us are normal people who can only take in so much information, <clears throat> We can only really juggle with a number of ideas. And that number of ideas is a lot less than we really think. Now, I'm not talking about dumbing it down. I'm really not. And if you ever attend training sessions that we run, you will know that we pack them with as much ideas, information, suggestions, tools, tips, techniques, practical ways of exploring things as possible. But that's a different concept. That is when you are at a learning event, and you're you're attempting to make use of the time by exploring all the different ways that we might do something. Now, a conference essentially has a different real feel or outcome. <clears throat> I've seen I've seen clients mess this up. I've seen clients mix up sort of state of the nation conferences with training conferences with uh, motivational conferences, and and the result is an absolute mess it's not balanced what I mean is if you've got one minute you're listening to the senior whoever telling you about a new product line right that that has a particular feel to it a particular outcome and for that you need to be you need to be listening you perhaps need to be taking notes you need to be asking questions if you have a, a part of the same conference which is motivational. Well, that's very different. You ought to be really just going with it, opening yourself up to the ideas, the emotions, and and perhaps considering some of your own opinions. But but overall, you should be feeling uplifted. If if you've got a a training session, well, this requires far more interaction, far more far more two, three, four, five way discussions and peer to peer learning and interaction. It's, it's again very different. So, if we understand that the point of a conference is to perhaps launch an idea by somebody senior or the the strategy the business is taking. If we understand that what we're looking to do at this conference is say, look, here's a problem. Here is what we think is the solution or here is the solution and we're going to start you off on your path to, to making this new change, this new strategy, this new product line, this new process, whatever it's going to be. That for most of us is absolutely enough. So when I see um, two or three day conferences that have pretty much everything and everybody and every team represented, what I'm actually seeing is too much for most people to take in. You see, here's an interesting thing about the brain. If I tell you one fact about me, all right, my my best sort of standout, well, that's impressive. So for example, if I tell you I was invited and spoke at a TEDx Assuming you know what a TEDx talk is, that's a mark of, oh, that's impressive. But if I tell you, um, yeah, I I speak at a lot of events. I've spoken all over the UK, all over Europe, all over the world. Uh, Recently I was asked to speak in Gibraltar, um, Edinburgh, not so long ago. I did a TED talk. Um, I've uh, won awards for being a speaker. I've uh, spoken in... um, uh, Af- different countries in Africa, yeah, the east and west coast of America. Right. If I start to do that, right. What most of us will do is hear all of that and just average it down. And what you'll average, typically average it down to is, yeah, he speaks a lot all over the place. That's okay. But yeah, I was invited to when I spoke at a TEDx. That's a point that most people go, huh? Okay. That's a credibility stamp. Yep, I get that. So what we're trying to do is to offer less. We're going to be really clear about our priority. Priority is often spoke of as priorities. But if you look at what priority means, it's a thing, a single priority. What's the one thing that you want to talk about? Now, I'll come back to, is this the conference or just you in your slot? Too often, people try to cover priorities or they'll have one key idea, but then they'll try, as I said earlier on, to bundle in other thoughts and ideas. What that does is it has that effect of averaging down. People don't remember all the key things. They remember a a general shape of what you said. But one single idea, now that's something that we can get behind. As I said to you, is not... It's definitely not about dumbing down. It's understanding the group mentality at a conference. It's understanding that most of us, pretty much all of us, can focus on a key idea, and then our brains will hang around the various bits and pieces that you want to develop on that key idea. I'll give you a couple of examples, I think, of really good conferences where the uh, the senior speaker, the CEO... <clears throat> or the the head of the function, uh, led what the key idea was, and then everything else flew out of that particular single idea. So I spoke at one event. We helped various of the uh, delegates who were speaking. Um, It was a 250-seater conference, which we ran four times for this organisation over a couple of days. And we we helped, uh, I think, maybe 20 different speakers who gave a really interactive short session in the middle. We worked with the key person... The the function head, and uh, we ran a a section ourselves. And the whole theme was 10% more. Now, 10% more might sound so loose to you that it's almost meaningless, but it's not. Not to that business, because that particular business and that department of that business was the credit control part. So, what the speaker was able to do was talk about the problems that he saw within the function. He was able to talk about his solution, which he called 10% more. And then he was able to move into what some of that solution might look like for some parts of the business. Now, we then supported that with our input and the speakers supported that with their input. Some of the activity supported that. And all of them came back to the single idea of 10% more. Now, just in case you 're wondering ten percent more can mean within the the, the um, constraints of the debt department asking that delegates uh, that that, um, <clears throat> that people who owe the money pay a little bit more if it 's possible uh, pay a little bit quicker, they make one more phone call that they um, attempt to add on or upsell where appropriate to, to help customers and clients get out of debt that they move people to more suitable packages, in other words, ten percent more really means one more phone call, one more ask, one more lean on a supplier. Uh, It it, it can mean so many different things. But as a central idea, it was absolutely solid. It meant that the speaker was able in his half-hour introductory piece to launch that, and we knew that was his priority, 10% more. Let me give you another example that I thought worked really, really well. Um, Totally different business. Very, very different. And his particular theme was ruthless focus. Now, I love that as a phrase, ruthless focus. Now, he had a number of... And I I said to you, if you have one priority, but you have other ideas that come out of it, that's fine. So long as they all feed back into that single idea. So the single idea was ruthless focus. But he pointed out that in order to have ruthless focus, you have to start saying no... To some bits of business, as much as you say yes to some bits of business. Now, this might seem counterintuitive, but in his industry, for his business at that time, they were losing time and possibly credibility by taking on some work that, even though it potentially gave them revenue, stopped them focusing in on core activity where they could make more revenue, gain more credibility, and therefore drive up their fee structure so for them starting to say no to some work became as important as starting to say yes to some work but he was able to convey that with this sense of ruthless focus he was able to talk about what he could see within his business that wasn't working as well as it wanted what he saw the fix which was ruthless focus and then he was able to start giving some examples of what that could look like for the delegates for example, starting to say no to some work. He talked about purchases within his business being a grudge purchase. Nobody particularly wants to buy what his particular industry sells. Now, I'm not going to talk about what his industry is, but there are many things that we have to buy that we don't want to buy. So, for example, if I'm driving and my car starts binging at me, telling me to check the tyres, I don't really want to go to the effort of finding somewhere to change them, or check them, get them changed, get them done. I, I don't want the hassle. That would be a great example of a grudge purchase. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. So that grudge purchase idea came out of, as he explained what he meant by ruthless focus. Knowing that his clients are filling up with a grudge purchase... Why not ruthlessly focus in on what it is they want and how you can help them to make that whole transaction as comfortable for them as possible? This really is what I've been talking about in this whole episode. It's the priority. What's the single thing that you want to talk about? Now, it could be that it has a catchy phrase like 10% more or ruthless focus, or it could mean it's it's an overall sense of something. Now, a, a phrase is easier because it's, it's a better way that you can explain it to other people in your teams if you're running the whole conference, or it's a simple way for people to hook on to what you actually mean. So a third and final example, I worked with a client who, uh, in the hospitality industry who who wanted to remind and re-engage her teams that, that she felt were brilliant anyway into just how powerful their brand truly is. And she had this sort of idea of we've got a great brand, we've got great people, we need to focus in on that great brand and great people. And she had out of that sense, that feeling, if you like, she had three key ideas. And these were about you've got to balance the professional requirements of the business, the numbers and the KPI with the people. Uh, People business, it was a very, very strong people business. You've got to work on the basis that we're all going to do this. There's, there's no more room for blaming head office or the senior leadership team. We're all doing this. So we've got to assume everybody else is and we've got to do our bit. And she wanted her delegates to rediscover the excitement and uh, engagement and excitement they felt on their very first day. And she wanted them to go to work every day with that. And those three things supported this sense that she was putting across of, we've got a great business, we've got great people. Come on, we can do this. Now, those, I think, are three great examples of a single idea or in that last example, a single feeling that you're then putting across in your speech. And if you look at your next piece that you've got coming up or something you're working on now, <clears throat> it's often the case that people have a variety of focus points. And I know it seems impossible, but one focus point will make your piece so much stronger. And often... And I've referred to this a couple of times as I've told this story with these uh, these good examples. It can be as simple as, what is the problem that you are seeking to address? Now, how you explain the problem, I've covered in other episodes. Whether you use a story, whether you use questions, whether you use activities, whether you use uh, a variety of different ways of bringing this to life for people. But the first stage of this is, what's the problem that you are seeking to address? This can be examples. This can be something on a slide that shows a bad reaction from customers or shows some some numbers going in the wrong direction. It, It doesn't really matter what feels right to you, but whatever's the right way for you to do this, we're going to start by painting the picture. This is the problem we've got. Then we get to what's your solution. And your solution is ideally something that can be encapsulated and understood in a short phrase. Ruthless focus, brilliant example. 10% more, brilliant example. Um, The way that the the other speaker I referred to carried this idea across, every nerve and fibre in her being as she was speaking just absolutely conveyed, this is a brilliant business, we've got brilliant people, come on, let's do this, come with me, follow me. And she then articulated that, those three examples that I gave. So first of all, we want to know, what's the the problem we're looking at? Then we get into, this is my proposed solution. And we don't need to explain every possible interpretation of that. So 10% more, I gave you, I don't know, half a dozen examples of what that could mean. But audiences... Audiences are quite happy to come to their own conclusions. And very often, shocking though this is, they will come to the right conclusions. We just need to give them enough to work with and enough motivation and strong delivery for them to want to work with it. The problem is that many people over explain every last detail, so there's there's just no scope in there for any personal discovery about what's been talked about. And then you, as I said, give some examples. So the third stage of this is you give some examples of what you would like to see. So the ten percent more guy did. The ruthless focus guy did. The we've got great people and a great business did. Now in all of those, <clears throat> if that speech is the standalone piece, that's fine. But you can imagine, can't you, if you were to have a uh, some input into the entire session, the entire conference. You can have breakout sessions that support this idea. You can have uh, an outside presenter come in and illustrate some of the issues you're talking about. That's something we do a lot with clients. You could um, you could have different members of your senior team talk about their versions or their approaches to that single idea. Ten percent more. Well, let's get the finance person in to talk about what it means to them. Ten percent more. <clears throat> Let's get the diversity and inclusion officer in to talk about how that same idea can help that particular strategy. Ruthless focus. Let's think about this from a customer service perspective. Ruthless focus. Let's see how ruthless focus could really upscale our HR approach. We've got great people. We've got a great business. Let's think about that with the most senior person in the business to come along And tell us how excited she is to be here today and where this could go next. Let's have an external speaker talking about how well you can achieve things when you realise that you've got the right team doing the right thing. In other words, you can, in that third stage, build on all of the strength that you've got in your initial piece. So, that I think is, is pretty much where we are for this. It's all about finding your single priority. What is the thing you want to talk about? Not priorities, the thing. Uh, Structure this so you've got, here's my problem, here's my solution, and here are some ways you could do this. You do not need to explain every last possible ramification for this. Let people come up with their own solutions, their own problems, their own ideas. (coughs) Encourage debate. Encourage conversation. (coughs) Oh, dear, encourage coughing. Um, Encourage... Encourage people to to input into these ideas. And then what you've started to get is a conference or a speech, if you're just doing the speech, that really hangs together. People can recall key elements of it. They can understand what you want them to do. And they will leave that meeting or that conference fully engaged and ready to put into practice. That's all for now. Look forward to hearing from you next time. thanks for listening to Be A Better Speaker. If you'd like to help me to keep making these podcasts for you, please consider subscribing right now. Leave a rating or leave a couple of words of encouragement. Be great to hear your reviews. My name's Graham David, expert speaker, and this podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk.